And now, the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are back again to talk about episode 833. Had to look at my notes because I am ill-prepared uh, the secret of the writer's ruse hey it's a it's an episode i'll tell you what it yeah it did happen i i, I mean i don't know what, what do we what do we want to say about this episode andrew do we want to do we want to go through you know the the context the context whatever. is that is that a beneficial thing i don't think so i so, really what i want to <laughs> talk about is how good odyssey's jazz music is mm, i just it is some good jazz like i noticed that so I listened John to this Campbell episode a couple coming times. in clutch. Yeah, like really good. Like it's like elevator music, but better. And it's I don't know. As far as being a background for like these, uh, you know, interview TV show style interstitialers that you were, we were talking about last week. Um, yeah, it's delightful. Like I would listen to that with no vocals on top of it, probably on a loop for at least twenty minutes. I think 20 oh, minutes wow. I'd get bored with it, but yeah, really nice. Anyway, not jazz-related news. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, John Campbell wrote the music for this, as with, like, every episode of Odyssey, but we, we can we can shout him out because it stood out so much. Um, Yeah, I mean, the this guy episode, out. Does he have a history with jazz? I don't know. I mean, he, he composes, like, all the music. He's just, like, a, a man of the styles. Mm-hmm. A man of the styles. Man of the styles. Um, Harry Styles. This episode has three credited writers. That translates. It is a uh, co-written by Bob Hoos, Mm -hmm. Phil Waller, Mm -hmm. and Nathan Hubler with Hubler Directing. Hey, it's Editing Dylan, uh, just jumping in here to say we actually got uh, some really helpful uh, info from uh, Lee... Uh, who explained the whole three writer thing uh, that we were unclear about uh, during our recording. Uh, So I am going to cut in the audio of his explanation here. So the the Secret of the Writer's Ruse was written originally by Bob Hoos as a two-part mystery involving Suzu as well as Maury, Emily, and Matthew. And it was going to center more on the sort of Uh, mystery writer aspect of it and also go into a little bit more about Maury and Suzu's background Phil Lawler then took that script and reworked it to go in a different direction more I think more in the direction that Phil then takes the series later in the show in The Good in People which is episode four and then the final three episodes of the saga and then those two different versions were then rectified by Nathan Hubler who took them edited them down and turned it into a one-part episode, which is the final episode. And then there are some parts that are still left over, like uh, various scenes throughout that Phil Lawler wrote and Bob Hoos wrote. But basically, Nathan Hubler was the heavy on getting both of them put together. Hey, that was really uh, great. Thanks for uh, sending us some audio, Lee. Um, And uh, Gianna as well, who uh, I don't think you heard in that recording, but did also send in some nice trivia. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, that's nuts. Hubler. All right. What was that about? Oh, no, we love Hubler. I feel like <laughs> I know. historically we've been a big fan of Hubler. I know. So why'd you sound negative? I can't explain that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> that is Andrew's secret 
but you see, <laughs> keeping secrets isn't necessarily a sin. Yeah, th- we're going to talk about that, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, another thing with the Odyssey where there's a very important word in the title. It's not a pun. It's just, it's a clue, perhaps. Ooh. You mean the book called The Writer's Ruse is a ruse? A pun? Oh, wow, that is a pun. That's. I mean, it's not a pun. No, that's, what is that? That's just irony? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just straight across the board. Kind of obvious, like, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, irony is like a form of, like, figurative language in literature. That's what I'm asking. I'm pretty sure ah. it's irony. I'm pretty sure that's what see, I'm See, about. I have not taken an English class in a long time. Yeah, well, unfortunately I have. Uh, um, it is a episode, I believe episode two, off of the album um, Under the Surface, which is album 64. All right. Yeah, uh, this... Uh, for some reason, this episode took me forever to find on the OA Club. I don't know if you have any tr- struggles with that, finding the episodes. I always just go to the album because the search is abysmal. Yeah, yeah. How does it even work? Do you search by I... character? Because I've done like, that. And that's worked? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To find the uh, Bernard and Joseph. Yeah, I had to search Bernard every time. And it weird. was at the very bottom of like a weird list. Yeah, actually, I think I did that once as well. Um, so bizarre. So this episode first came out on the AIO Club um, on December 27th of 2017. Again, it is always unclear as to whether or not the entire album came out on that date or just episode one, in which case this would have not come out on that date. But, you know, we do what we can. <laughs> Hey, it's Editing Dylan again. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, clarity on this from Gianna, uh, and I'm throwing that in now because apparently I'm just going to keep interrupting this episode. Sure. Uh, you guys were having trouble with the club dates on AIO Wiki, and I went back and fixed all the club dates. Key Suspect was actually released on August 4th, 2016, and you shouldn't encounter problems with the club dates again. Cool. Thanks for the info. And uh, now back to the show. Um, and then, and then it aired on the radio April 14th of 2018. All right. Yeah. It's new, a new odyssey. I'm, I'm giving it my rubber stamp of approval off the top. I mean, at least the ones that I've heard, I've really liked. I I don't know. These, these have just been really good so far. Yeah. And this one was better than the last one, which was surprising Ooh, to me. Oh, I, I disagree, but I still liked this episode. Okay. All right. Well, let's I think get into it's the. Then. I think this is my least favorite of the three we've covered of the Rydell saga. Well, is that not counting sacrificial okay. escape? Because I guess that would be number four. But yeah, I mean that episode is my least favorite. But I also, we'll see what happens when we revisit it. Um. Anyways. All right. So it's it's a detective case similar mm-hmm. to last episode. Um. But this one is narrated by Emily and Matthew. Yeah, it's very interesting as to, yeah, is that supposed to be emblematic of something? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just them, like, working on it together. I don't know. Yeah, that would make sense. Not worth anal- analyzing. Yeah. It, it struck me where they were like, 
you know, like this whole episode kind of revolves around this idea that, oh, shoot, are we getting into the episode? We didn't roll a promo and I didn't talk about the cast. What's happening today? Well, I don't so, know. <laughs> so we have Maggie Fredericks being played by Reva Rose. Mm-hmm. Reva Rose is like an old timey actress from, you know, the, you know, who, who acted in stuff in like the 70s and like mm-hmm. she was like. You know, in old Hollywood. I don't know. Nothing, nothing that I recognize. Well, I guess not technically old Hollywood, but she was she was in an episode of Mr. Ed, uh, oh. which is great because of the, you know, uh, Jack Allen connection there. <laughs> Alan Young being the actor. Um, but yeah, Partridge family, you know, love American style. I don't know. She's been in stuff. And uh, yeah, then... That is our only new cast member, although we could draw attention to the fact that this is our first in a, since Sacrificial Escape covering an Andre Stotka episode of uh, of Adventures in Odyssey with mm-hmm. him as wit. Uh, that's not something we've... Yeah, I, I, I look forward to discussing wit in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have feelings. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. Oh, right. your, your feelings sound different from mine, which is concerning. Yeah, this this is going to be fun. All right, let's do it. All right, promo time! Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, the Jones and Parker Detective Agency is on a new case. This could be a forgotten or lost manuscript from one of the greatest mystery writers of all time. This could be the literary find of the century! But soon enough, there's a big problem. Where is it? You don't have the book? No! Solve the mystery of the writer's ruse on the next Adventure in Odyssey. I like that Chris says, solve the mystery of the writer's ruse, despite the episode be call- being called The, the Secret, Secret of, of the, the writer's, writer's Ruse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, these I, these new intros are boring. They're just too... They, they, they are. Make Do they use the sense. same music every time? Yeah, I think so, probably. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean... It, yeah. it makes the most sense as far as uh, consistency and quality of advertisement. Uh-huh. But as oh, far no. as, you know, talking animals is concerned, I feel right. these are a bit lackluster. Yeah. We're never going to get back to that rat, are we? N- no. So, yeah. Like like we were setting up, Matthew and Emily are narrating this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're talking the, about so, in school, right? No. So they're at the library. And it's this whole thing of, like, well, so it's them doing the, like, voiceover after the case is done. Yeah. Like, it's it's very much like the uh, It All Started When mm-hmm. album, where, like, it's the characters recounting the story. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I don't know. I Maybe I just didn't clock it, but the last episode felt more like she was doing it in real time. Yeah, it did. And this one feels more like they're sitting down for a retrospective. And I think it's just because, like, it has to be the two of them interacting with each other. Yeah. And we can't just write it off as Emily's internal thoughts. Yeah. Because they can't have internal thoughts to each other. Um, They are but... not allowed to do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe mind-melding stuff. Like, that's some Star Trek. But, yeah, I, I yeah. definitely feel that where it, it, it made it less enjoyable for me. But also, it was really fun to see their, like, on-camera chemistry and, like, focus oh, on yeah. them so much. Like, they are such good voice actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did such a good job. 
Um, no, I, I like that whole that whole interaction, the 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 banter they've got going between them, and mm-hmm. and all that is is quite lovely. So, like, kind of the premise of this episode is that Matthew and Emily are in like a detective slump. Yeah, ever since they're in a dry um, spell. <laughs> yeah, ever ever since last episode uh, that we covered, which I was like. They like that. Well, that was like the previous episode, and they didn't. They like more or less solved it. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was that bad a conclusion. And then I realized that like two and a half years happened in between those episodes. Oh, wow! That makes sense. Yeah. Why Matthew sounds so much older, <laughs> and also why they are like, yeah, why this really has been like a slump. And I realize that's probably not how time works in Odyssey, mm-hmm. and that like you know that's always kind of its own can of worms, mm-hmm. but it does, I don't know. It just sheds a nice amount of light on why there may be, why yeah. Mori even feels the need to concoct this episode. Well, yeah. And even plot wise, like it, it definitely points out something that we missed just by listening through straightforward. Like, I feel like that's been the case with almost every series at some point that we've covered where it's like, Oh yeah. Time. <laughs> right but but like i mean that's that's why i try and bring up the the air dates at the top of the episode just Mm -hmm. so we have some perspective yeah and i can say things like oh yeah this episode came out like the last two were on the same album Mm -hmm. and then a year and a half went by and this episode came out yep and was this the next yeah this was the next jones and parker like detective thing because presumably nothing there's no episodes between them it would be weird if there was and they were still talking about the slump. If you do know, tweet at us, please. I'm trying to pull it up on the wiki right now. Oh, uh, speaking of speaking of tweeting at us, uh, the uh, Instagram poll. Yeah, well, and the Twitter poll. Oh, so, uh, weirdly enough. So, so this is this is the poll regarding um, my, you know, who would you presidential vote for, me candidate? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like this is like the only way it could have gone, which is like Andrew won the Instagram poll by a pretty wide margin, and I crushed it on the Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> which is the best possible result? Yeah, I yeah. guess. I would also like to point out that Andrew voted for himself. Oh, of course, and two of his siblings voted for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of them was probably on the show. What can I say? Percentages don't lie. <laughs> I have a loyal so, following. <laughs> so I do feel like he stuffed the ballot box a bit there, but also he would have won even regardless of those three votes. <laughs> Anyways, with that tangent out of the way, because I know everyone was really holding their breath on that thing that we set up like three episodes ago, two episodes ago, whatever. Um, we're in the library. Hey, Odyssey's favorite place. Yeah, it's free, truly. and there are books. Yep, and Emily is walking and reading, and stumbles into Maury Rydell. Mmm. And uh, what are you? Love. Are you t- oh, love! I thought I thought you were trying to like Twilight Zone it. No, I mean uh, I could, but I don't. I don't see why that would. We're doing um, great. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a great mental state. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. My brain doesn't feel like a fried egg at all. And so, right. So we've got we've got this whole thing where, like, 
at Matthew and Emily and like the narration are talking about like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been forever since we've had had a case. And then we just kind of accidentally into one. But it wasn't quite our normal case. But, you know, we'll still talk about it because we, we've had writer's block. Yeah. And uh, or detective's block. Um, and so, right. The, the books, they both, Emily and Maury both drop all their books. And mm-hmm. while picking them up, uh, somehow Maury winds up giving Emily. So Emily's reading a book by Mary Malloway, who's mm-hmm. like her favorite mystery novelist. Yeah. And then when she picks the book up, it's Maury a- gives her another book by that author and was like, oh, well, this must be yours as well, seeing as it is also written by that author. Um, and it's not a book I was reading because I am researching the Enigma machine. Yeah. What? Which, I... What even yeah. is the Enigma machine? I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Ah. Oh, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew. So the Enigma machine was a, uh, it was a code making machine that the nazis used in world war ii oh, oh okay yes, so that yes, they yes, could yes, keep yes. their mm-hmm. like transmissions encoded mm-hmm. and then uh mm-hmm. benedict cumberbatch cracked it <laughs> right alan alan turing <laughs> created the world's first computer <laughs> to beat the enigma machine hey but yeah it is maury's like yeah i'm doing research for this for a school project but i'm also like i don't like Maury reading like up about like Nazis. Nazis. It's not a good like, look. He is a like child. The, I get the, it. He's from Europe, but like also, oh, is God. he from Europe? I. Oh, we don't know. For some reason, I he's, thought he was. He's overseas, but his sister's from Japan, so I always just assumed Japan. Yeah, but his sister's adopted, and they don't look the same. And we've seen his out al- al- right. like on the album. No, no, no. Like white. I don't. I'm not saying that. I don't, yeah, obviously, but I'm saying, like, I, for whatever reason, my headcanon, and I guess we should state this because, you know, that's kind of the premise of the show right now, mm-hmm. is that I make wild guesses. So <laughs> I've assumed, like, because they've been to two different schools internationally, I've just been assuming military family. Oh. And I was, for whatever reason, assuming, like, oh. some sort of being stationed in, like, Japan the Pacific Isles, oh. right, and and adopting a Japanese girl. Oh. Interesting. But I okay. could be very wrong. Yeah. Don't let us know. Yeah, please don't hashtag don't spoil the Rydell saga, please, dear God. Yeah. Uh, this is, this yeah. podcast is one of the consistent joys I still have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is dark. Um, uh, I don't know. So. <laughs> Anyways, I'm in college. I've been making this podcast for two years. Yeah, that's insane. I'm okay that, like, you know, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, Samori is, is, uh, you know, uh, researching, you know, Nazi codes because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's evil and he likes codes. Yes. Yes, naturally. Let's really just hit us over the head with that. Yeah. Also, like... Oh man, he is so Moriarty. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's I can't worse. get that out of my head. The, the end of the episode. It, oh my, oh my, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. We have barely made it into this incredibly long episode. Yeah, yeah. Let us let, let us kick up the pace. On. So right. So she's like, well, Emily's like, well, this couldn't be a book by Mary Malloway because mm-hmm. I've read all of her books ten times. Yeah, and uh, 
And Maury's like, oh, well, isn't it nice to find something by a new author? Or yeah. something new by a favorite author? And, and then Emily's-, Emily's just like, whoa, not a chance. This book yeah. could be the literary find of the century. Yeah, I felt bad because, like, the way that Emily did it, like, she, Maury was trying to say something nice. Right. And, like, be like, oh, isn't it nice? And then Emily just yeah. railroads him, like, yep. off of it and is like, this is the best thing ever. To which yeah. I thought that, um, so my, my first at this point in the episode, I thought that Maury had obviously given her that book. But I think that he, I thought that he didn't know what he had given her. Um, oh. And so, like, he was trying to give her something nice, and then she would stumble upon this great mystery, and then she would have to figure it out. Gotcha. No, I No, was... no, it's a lot more, a lot more sinister than that. And a lot more muddled. Yeah. Um. Right, and I was like, I was really irritated by the fact that no one was acknowledging that this book just showed up. Yeah. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are just walking in the library, not near, like, the Mary Malloway section. They run into each other. They both drop books, Mm -hmm. and somehow neither of them dropped this book. Yeah, that that doesn't hold up well. and, And Emily is here at the library getting a Mary Malloway book. Presumably, she has spent a lot of time in the Mallow section of the library alphabetically (laughs) and would have known if there was another book there. So we have to assume that it was just always out? Yeah, I guess so. I I feel like that's the only option. It's And then it was just like laying on the floor and they found it accidentally. Yeah, yeah, or maybe it was on a shelf adjacent and it fell off and like somebody... It's just... Right, but why know. would it have been on that shelf? Working like, at Target, the... I found some really weird stuff in really weird places. So, like, yeah. I, I'm willing to suspend belief to think that if this right. was something as random as it is, like, somebody could have just, like, slid yeah. it behind a shelf and then... Yeah, like, I, I realized they're kids and yeah. that Emily is, like, caught up in the excitement of it all. But, but also... also... <laughs> Oh no, have I become like the but also guy? Is that is that my thing? A little bit, but it's okay. I mean, yeah. we're starting to know each other's ticks. Yeah. Watch out. Um right. So now I don't feel like I can speak cuz I'm going to give a tick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So buddy, what what's what what happens next? Well, so we get this interlude where they're talking about it, and Matthew's like, that was a bit of an exaggeration, the literary find of the century. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like John Mulaney, but, you know. Um, I'm so sorry. No. Um, and uh, and Emily was like, well, no, you know, she was this super famous author, really, um, really important, and there, there's no there's no uh, record of this book. Like, she doesn't know anything about it. And so they look at the back of the book, and they examine it. They see a note um, written to Magpie uh, from Auntie Mary, which is assumed to be Mary Malloway, the author, which would make sense. Uh, And they kind of connect those dots later. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the the inscription says, My darling Maggie, Anne West... Magpie. Magpie. 
Oh, very ma- important that it's magpie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that is tiny. Anyway. It's just the difference of one letter. There it is. Wow, you're right. They really did <laughs> another Aram thing, didn't they? <laughs> oh no, Maury's not quite clever enough yeah. for Aram. So they they find the handwritten inscription and they want to authenticate it because, like, you know, it could be fake or whatever. But there, it seems to be legitimate, and uh, her missing eleven days will soon lead you out of the maze. Uh, If you need help, there's more to come from the pictures with meaning behind them. Love always, Auntie Mary, June 1975. Right. Which is when Malloy died. True. Emily knows that offhand. Yeah. She is a nerd. Yep. Um, I also just had a thing while you were talking there where I realized that, oh... Whether or not this matters at all, I'm going to say it. Just the fact that Maury Rydell is RM backwards. Oh. He, his initials are MR. <laughs> oh. And it just creates this hilarious thing where I'm like, Odyssey can't get away from it. They were like, Richard Maxwell. Yeah. And then we're going to go Robert Mitchell. Yep. And then we're going to go Maury Rydell. <laughs> we only care... All of every Whitaker has a J, yeah, and every like villain has an MR, yeah. Villain turned hero, assuming that Mori turns good, which I don't know if we can assume. Yeah, I, I, I don't know? know that we can. I mean, he but is a child, maybe, which maybe would make his him... backwards. He's gonna turn from good to bad. Oh, uh-huh. except that he doesn't seem very good. Yeah, I was gonna say he. If if if, if this maybe episode he just tells from anything, bad to bad. yeah. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, yeah. sorry about that. So, so yeah, uh, uh, Emily then identifies Anne West as a, like a British spy novel uh, author, which is interesting. So mm-hmm. that fact is true mm-hmm. that there is an author named Anne West who wrote British spy novels. So Maury knew the magpie thing, or sorry, not the magpie thing. He knew that hey, she's a fan of Mary Malloy. And knew that, hey, she's going to know that, like, Anne West is a person. Or or at least, like, I'm going to choose Anne West as a real person mm-hmm. for this story. Mm-hmm. Which then relies on the fact that, like, Emily has to only get her information through the people Maury has talked to. Because if she just Googles Anne West, mm-hmm. she's going to find out real information about this person that is different from what Eugene says. Well, and... My guess is that he sabotaged the internet because that's what right. Matthew says. Is he says, right. like, oh, the internet was acting bad, so I went and talked to Eugene. And I literally have it in my notes that he uses Eugene like Google. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> yep. You ju- you, 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 nope. You can't do it. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. I do, however, now, and maybe this will happen, I want to create merch that is just Eugene's name in the Google font. Oh, like, that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. And very on brand for you, Dylan. Are we talking old school Google font? Like, no, I I like the new logo way better, but really? Yeah. You you don't like that, that old, uh, like shiny, curly G and everything. It bothers me. But I mean, I could make both available. I would buy definitely the old one. (laughs) Probably not the new one. (laughs) You would actually buy a shirt that just said, 
Eugene. I, I think I would have to do like the Google search bar underneath. Yeah. And, and I, I and I don't know what what the we can we can riff off air on what a good alternative to I'm feeling lucky is. But, oh. Hmm. And no, I'm not settling for I'm feeling blessed. That is oh. a draft one idea. No, 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 no. I was gonna incorporate something with a ukulele, perhaps. <laughs> I'm feeling ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> no. I brought my ukulele. <laughs> there you go. I'm feeling ukulele. That's so dumb, and I love it. All right, all right. We look. If this, if any of this makes it into the episode, look in the description. Because yeah. that means for, this is real, or or maybe just expected in the future. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm planning merch ideas. Who knows? Who Anyways, knows? um. So, right. We then find out that the book appears to be self-published. It's the only copy. Yeah. And I'm like, they should be way more suspicious of this than they are. But Emily's like, no, it's just going to make it more valuable. And Maury's like, oh, valuable? Mm -hmm. I'm not suspicious. Um, And then they they read the the donor code that's on the book, which is Mm -hmm. DBFE23. Yeah. Um, That FE... Definitely going to stand for Frank Ernest, is what my notes say. Because, you know, you got to throw stabs in the dark sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so it, 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 in, I guess in this talking, it comes up that it, like, it is actually a library book. Which then, I guess, makes it a little bit less suspicious. But, right. So, Matthew's like, well, can we look up the list of donors? And Emily's like, no. I've, I, I've done tried that before. That before and they, they, you can't. Yeah. They don't keep a list of that, but Wit is on the library board because of course he is. Well, yeah. So, so... I mean, at this they, point, Connie's like 60 and mostly running the store. So, like... <laughs> Wit, yeah. who is immortal, can definitely afford to spend some time on the board of library. I just, I like to think that he's on the board for every organization in Odyssey. At least the ones that are relevant to the plot. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, so right. So they're then gonna split up. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's gonna go research Anne West. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily's gonna go talk to Wit, and Maury doesn't want to help investigate because they're the real detectives. Yeah, I. But that... let us know if you have any problems. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let us me know. know. Yeah. If that. That. Mm. Mm. So that fed into me being like, oh, Maury's shy and uh, is still into Emily and, like, doesn't want to, um, like, yeah, be a problem or anything like that. Like, he doesn't want to embarrass himself because he's not good at it. Maybe oh. that's projection. I don't know. Yeah. But it, for I me, that was like, oh, he's being suspicious. Oh, no, no. I was like, oh, this guy's in love with her, and, uh, and yeah, he's just trying to get some distance because she's doing something. Yeah, I mean, that's still my theory, yeah. for the record. I, I think I think that he is, I think that he's crushing on Emily pretty hard, but mm-hmm. who knows? I would say that uh, that makes, this episode makes that very clear. No, no, this is, this episode is not really where I'm drawing from it for, um, because, right, then the end makes it maybe that that's not the thing. I don't know. We'll we'll get into it. Um, you like that tick, folks? Um, <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. That one though feels more intentional than 
whatever the one I said earlier was. It's a was. running gag. Um, and so... Call back. Um, <laughs> At which... And, uh, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. So so it's, it's, it's wit's end. Um, my notes for this scene are, one, that wit canonically uses a MacBook, which I find really funny. Oh, because he the turns on. Sound? Yeah, he turns on his laptop, and it's a MacBook sound. Yeah, yeah, that got me both times I listened to it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, they definitely just recorded a soundbite at the studio for that. Yeah, and then Wit gets into, I he just vague, my, my, vague. Well, my notes just say like he just like spits a proverb at her in mm-hmm. a way like in a way that feels unorganic like um at the end of a veggie tales episode where Cordy just says something yeah well she's talking about secrets and then wit's like well there's a proverb that says that something you know like I know. trustworthy uh, man keep secrets or whatever yeah. and emily's like isn't keeping secrets wrong because odyssey loves to talk about secrets and 90 percent of the time well, I would say 99% of the time they're bad, except for this episode where right. secrets are good. Keeping secrets isn't necessarily sin. The question you should ask yourself is, is keeping this secret helping or hurting someone? And would tell, be telling someone this secret be helping or hurting them? Which is logic that does not hold up under any scrutiny. <laughs> so, like, Come on, Andrew. Just because uh <laughs> like i get it i get looking at uh secrets as a more like relationship thing like what are the dynamic pieces of that but i mean there's a lot of times when you need to be honest and bring forth secrets that uh, aren't gonna make the other person feel good i would argue that like most but, of the time that Andrew. secrets need to come forward but in the grand scheme of things are you helping that person by bringing forward the secret or help or hurting them by bringing forward the secret oh oh you're helping them because they're honesty and you're helping yourself and i'm 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 not uh arguing that that i'm is just saying incorrect. that that's i think wit's point <laughs> yeah that is wit's point for sure i just i but telling that to a child i hate then translates to yeah because yeah, that involves a lot of critical thinking of like yeah. Is them knowing this going to hurt them? And what does that even mean? Right. Children, don't keep secrets. Problem solved. But also, I just... Oh, I'm so frustrated with this use of wit. Mm-hmm. Where he's just this, like... I don't know. Like... Theology faucet? Well, like, just, in the past, sh- they always go to wit for advice. Mm-hmm. But he see, he always does it in a way that, like, feels organic and like he cares about the person and in this one it just feels sterile and like he is like just saying what he is required to say as a like man of god who is like all powerful in this community Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like he cares about her or that there's any real relationship with her it just feels like he heard the word secret and then was like okay what Bible anecdote can I come up with to, like, tie this in and then stated it and was like, there you go, problem solved. And I'm like, this is not, this is not my wit. Yeah, yeah, using the Bible to, yeah, that's pretty yucky. That's pretty yucky. (laughs) It's not even, like, I, I don't know, it just didn't feel, 
It didn't feel in character. It didn't feel genuine to his character. I would say, though, I really... So, as this is maybe not Wit's uh, shining moment, I think that, one, what he's saying is true. Uh, like, like my my notes say, like, Wit giving some decent theology about, you know, relationship and uh, understanding things complexly over kind of a black and white, um, all or nothing understanding, which is right. is good. Yep. I, I think that I that's good. I am a fan good. of. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I'm not However, saying that I hate anything he says. I just it just doesn't sound like him. It, it, yeah, I, I wish. But I, could I do love better... Andre Stoika's voice as Wit. Yeah, that's really growing on me. I just, I wish I could better articulate what seems off to me about it. But it just, it, it just feels maybe Wit's got a secret. It mm-hmm. feels inauthentic in a way that really bothers me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, especially in the whole like. Mm. I know that he's not manipulating children, but in the whole, like, Wit is an adult, right. and this is a child, and there are some power dynamics there, and, like, honesty is very important. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. So so the whole reason he's doing this, he's saying all this to begin with, is kind of in dropping hints that he's secretly working with Mori, mm-hmm. and that, like, because Emily even says, like, oh, keeping secrets, like a surprise party, and it's yeah. very much is that's the vibe of the finale of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, that's exactly what it is. So basically like while the computer's loading, um, she's going to go check the book number Emily is, and the book is completely missing. Um, and so right, it's not in her purse or whatever. Yeah. Not in her bag. Yeah. I believe she says bag. Perhaps she seems like a, a backpack kind of girl. Yeah. Backpack or, or maybe, you know, libraries were always tote bag. For me, oh. like I had, a, I had a library tote where you put all yeah. your books in there. Yeah, maybe she's a tote girl. Mm. A tote girl. Yeah. <laughs> tote girl totes coming soon. Um, I need to stop making merch promises that I will not <laughs> ever. I mean, ever I feel like that with. wouldn't be there are, that hard to do. Yeah, but it wouldn't be good either. Mm. Like, it's a weak joke. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways, um,. Miss 100% of the shots you don't choose. So, right. So, she just has a book about the Enigma. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's not a clue at all that Mori is completely involved with this and that she has not picked up on that. I mean, she confesses to it later having, you know, some sort of awareness. But yeah. at this moment, I'm like, how are you not seeing this? Oh, yeah. And so, right. So, then she gives wit the... The code from the book, the DB, DBFE23, mm-hmm. and Wit just plugs it into a database and comes up with the thing, which is exactly what Emily said she couldn't do earlier. And I realize that Wit is lying, but still, this really bothered me. Yeah, no, for sure. It, again, and, and I didn't realize that what was happening was happening until the very end, but it oh, yeah, definitely... No, this, this episode twisted right at the last second. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> they solved the mystery in the show before I did. Yeah, like, miles ahead. I was nowhere close to that. Uh, it just but, kept going deeper. Yeah. Yep. It was an enigma. Oh. Um, an enigma wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> wrapped in a metaphor. So, right. Well, so Emily's like, oh, well, I'm going to go through the donor archives to see if this person also gave money. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because if they've got an estate, they probably have money. Good detective work. Love it. Yeah. And then Matthew talking to Eugene about Anne West. Because, of course, Eugene mm-hmm. is the research assistant for the library. And now I'm also like, is he? Was that actually true? Or was this an act as well? Well, and Matt seems su- – Matt. Matthew seems surprised. So, like, I, I – maybe he's not. Maybe – I don't think that he is. Yeah. I think he's just posing. Yeah. And – Right. Libraries so, are great for posers because no uniform, you know. So, so right then, and and maybe to further this, Emily, or Matthew asks Eugene, and it doesn't seem like he looks anything up, mm-hmm. because, you know, the internet's down. And he didn't. I don't think he it doesn't sound like he's like ruffling through a book. It sounds like he just spews off all the information about Anne West. Well, that's why and, I'm saying that he used him like Google. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> He just is like, hey, so, like, I need to know about this. And Eugene's like, right. and I thought Here's that this the was answer. A, yeah, I thought this was and just a also, Eugene I'm is gonna, a genius joke. Right. And then I'm also going to go into the history of the Cold War. Yeah, a little bit. He also states, and this is, nobody draws attention to this the entire episode, but it jumped out to me as a clue, um, that Ann West died in 1975, which is when we know Mary Malloway died. But now, who even knows if that's true? Yeah, we don't. Nobody knows. Um, and then he explains that Anne West had this thing where she went missing for 11 days. Yeah, and like it was this big thing. And now in hindsight, looking back to it, listening to Eugene talk it up, I was like, in in the moment, I was I suspended disbelief that just Eugene was a plot device and also a nerd. And like right. he just knew everything yeah. about this. That is Eugene. Yeah. Like, the problem is that we are, like, the mystery is made up in a show that is made up of made-up mysteries. Yes, yes, and we know the show real well. <laughs> right. Too well, some may say. They do And guess. not well enough, other people would say. Yeah. I've been duped. Um, and so, right. He's like, it remains a mystery to this day. These 11 days that she went missing, and afterwards she had no memory of the time. And of a he's making fortnight. all of the, He's, or I guess he's using Maury's script, but he's mm-hmm. made all of this up about an actual author. Yeah. Her, her, all of her spy details in the books made people think she was also a spy, which won't be important later. Yeah, that um, was really disappointing. That really bummed me out. <laughs> And maybe it is, and it just never gets explained. What? But, oh, I mean, I mean, it kind of is. I like, mean, it's something the with whole... the government, yeah. Right, but, but right, I, I think that that's once again a fabricated thing, where she's not actually a spy. No, yeah. But Nancy Fergus, who also isn't a spy, is, is, is a spy. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. <laughs> um, All the way down. Episode. Yeah. So, okay. Emily then returns, um, and... Wait, let, let me find it in my notes because I don't want to just read from the wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's fine. Uses, like Google, people thought he was five. Local cleaning, no memory to be gone for two. Okay, so then we get uh, Matthew and Emily um, going. Like Emily comes back to Matthew because he lost, she, or because she lost the book and was wondering if he had it. Um, Matthew obviously doesn't have the book, and this is in the moment when I, as the listener, was like. There, there was no coincidence, and has Maury's book. Like, there's not none of that. Okay, nope, um, they don't care. This is what I'm saying about it being yeah. like a mystery. Like, 
we're noticing stuff that they're not noticing that strikes us as weird. Yeah. But they're like the they should be right. Yeah. Right. So it's just it's this this whole this whole problem where it's like, oh, like they fell for this mystery because they didn't solve it well. Mm-hmm. And then we fell for it because they weren't solving it well. I don't know. Well, I, and I think about it. A year sentence. a year and a half after the old one, the, the, after the last episode came out, you know, if Maury is involved in between that time, which I don't know if he is or not. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I'm um, going to check. Like, people wouldn't assume anything nefarious about him. Maybe they would a little bit, but not... Nothing terrible yet. Don't look at anything about Maury's biography. Nope. The only episodes Maury is in are the Rydell uh, saga. Rydell saga yeah. episodes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And then Matthew and Emily, um, they go to the donor archives, right? Because they're looking for uh, the lot number... Right. Like, what so is they it? go into Ferguson the Ferguson lot twenty three is what they're looking yes. for. Ferguson Estate Lot twenty three. Yeah. Um right. And so and so they find out that the lot was donated June thirtieth, nineteen ninety five, which was right mm-hmm. around the time she died. Um it was also Yeah, what did I say? I thought you said thirty five. Oh, maybe I did. Sorry. No, I kept missing that up. I'm mishearing it in the episode. I, I couldn't tell if it was 55, 75, or like 35. Well, there is stuff that also takes place in 55. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. when the 11 days happened yes. in 55. 20 years before she dies. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And so, right. So then they're like, well, if they donated all this stuff, maybe there will be an issues of the Odyssey Times. But yeah. Eugene's like, well, there are none... This, our archive only goes back to 87, and so they go to the Odyssey Times. Yeah. With, uh, with Dale Jacobs. Hey, Except that we don't drop. actually hear Dale Jacobs. Nope, unfortunately. Which, he's still around, and still kicking, in Odyssey. Yeah, but I, I'm, now I'm curious, and I'm looking it up. When is the last time? Okay, he made an appearance during, like, the Ties That Bind, so. Oh, so he's still a character. Yeah, I mean, a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> Ugh. Wow. Yeah, his, I guess his that last is appearance was in, in 2014. 2014. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But we reference him. Hey. So, uh, yeah, he's still there. He's still kicking. Yeah. Um, yep. So, this is when Emily is talking about going to look for Maury to give him his book back, and she couldn't find him. She looked for him everywhere. Um, and then goes to like that's like an interstitial and then it's emily and matthew at the archives and emily uh and so matthew at the archives hey yeah i mean mm, yeah your team matthew and suzu and I, i'm 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 very okay with that as well i'm not as hard team matthew and suzu as i am just not matthew and emily ah uh, okay all right well we don't know suzu much yet right so that, that's the thing her. is yeah, that that's the thing is I don't feel like I know Suzu well enough to judge her one way or the other, but I like Matthew and Emily not being romantically involved. Yeah. Um so Matthew then finds a picture of Nancy Fergus with Mary Malloway and uh Nancy's daughter Maggie from 1955. Correct. Um which they then 
he makes a joke like, oh, you know, there's proof of this in black and white. And, uh, and Matthew's like, oh, no, it's actually in grayscale. Good which, joke. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, as a printer, yeah. As one who as prints a, documents. As a printer. As somebody who, who regularly enjoys <laughs> toggling between uh, grayscale, page black, and colors only. No. The secret of this episode is that Andrew is an inkjet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the secret of the podcast is that I'm an inkjet. I've just been doing all these episodes with a printer. But it's okay, because secrets. <laughs> secrets are bad. Oh, wait, no. They're not bad. Not all secrets are sinful. Yep. <laughs> the secret of me being a printer, not a sin. True. Um, so... Wow. Well, that's a, that is a new bit. That is... <laughs> That is certainly emblematic of our current mental capacities. You're the one who said as a printer. Yeah. Um, sounds right. very so, so, yes. Then we find out that based on a time stamp in this picture, that it was taken during Ann West's missing days. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. Um, and then the, the picture is... Um, From when Dr. Fergus moved Is to Nancy town. Fergus, Mary Holloway... And Mary Malloway mm-hmm. and um, her daughter Maggie. And I was like, oh, Maggie is Magpie. And then they go, oh, Maggie, Maggie is Magpie. Mag- <laughs> like, but after a commercial break, like yeah. they give me long enough that I'm like, are they missing this clue too? Yeah. But, but they didn't. And well, then, I missed uh, that clue. I didn't think about it. Oh. Wow. Um, Right. And then we, we find out that. Oh, Emily throws out that she thinks Maury maybe took the book on purpose, which is, like, the first time she's been at all suspicious of him. Yeah, yeah, She's like, eh, I'm, sus- yeah, I'm suspicious of everybody. And uh, Matthew's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, that yep. makes sense. Yeah. And then we find out that Maggie married and became Maggie Fredericks mm-hmm. and taught at Odyssey Middle School at the same time as Wit did. Yep, and because Wit tells her. Oh wait, no, no. We learned. Well, this. then, 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 then they go to talk to Wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they go to. Talk and Wit's to like, Wit. "Look, I've got no info about her. Stop asking all these super specific questions." At the same time, I know ex- her exact address. So yeah. Have fun with that. She still lives on Elm Street. Yeah. Which and... seems in character for Odyssey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, on Elm. Very. I'm now really connecting the dots between Arthur and Odyssey. I, I would like, if if I am ever able to have a conversation with any of the writers on the show, to ask them if if they feel like their writing has been informed by the world's greatest aardvark. <laughs> All right. Um, listen to our Patreon bonus episode where Andrew explains that whole theory. <laughs> um, so, so, right. There's then this... Um, they then go to talk to Maggie... And she's like, well, I don't know a lot about Mary, but she did give me this photo album. It's got this inscription that's the same as what your thing said on the, you know. On the inside of the book cover. Pictures with meaning behind them. Right. And look, there's going to be stuff on the back. And she's like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. You kids read them aloud to me. Wouldn't you like to read them, Mrs. Maggie? No, no, no. You must read them. I'm going to keep prodding you to read them after you finish every picture. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah, They do a better job switching off on these captions than Andrew and I do on the episode description. Oh, yeah. Uh, Every day. Wait, was that a joke? Was that was that a thing where you is that a transition? Oh god. Oh no. I did it again. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they're going through this, and they're telling the story. So, Maggie, um, Maggie, Aunt, Auntie Mary was not her uh, actual aunt by no blood relation, but they were around a lot when Maggie was growing up, and so they were super close, um, which, again... I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. If she's a spy, you know, maybe she has friends or whatever. Because uh, I had a really hard time discerning between Mary Malloway and Anne West because I only picked well, up on Anne they're West they're supposed being to be thing. the same person. Yes. But yes. They're, they're, they're two individuals in reality, or in the show's reality, yes. who are not the same person. Yes. But then Maury pretends that they are the same person, and Eugene and Wick go along with it yes because that is that is part of this whole reveal yeah is like they start reading the stuff behind the pictures and mm -hmm. it's like oh nancy fergus was a spy technically named charlotte yep and um mary malloway was also ann west and maggie was this person uh was like the child of like a rival spy who was then adopted by you know nancy fergus um because her mom left her behind or Whatever. Yeah, something like in a case, and they weren't going to turn her over to the government, so yeah. Mary helped her out during the 11 days. Mary just wrote spy novels and was, like, really good friends with the spies, but, yeah. like, wasn't actually a spy herself. Yeah, and she um, had done a bunch of research, and she had a lot of connections, and so yeah. they hid her in Odyssey. Yeah. Very much a Harry Potter thing, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, like, this nice wrap it up with a bow on it, kind yeah. of, like, a little bit far out there, but not crazy compared to what we're used to in Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And then we Wasn't get the Wasn't that reveal. a satisfying mystery? Right. Where she, she has been, she's found out that she's adopted, um, and yeah. uh, her reaction is, oh, that was a satisfying mystery. And Emily and Matthew are like, oh, you crazy person, you yeah. made all this up. Yeah. You know, this this doesn't none of this works. You know, why would you know, if if Mary Ann was trying to be secretive, why would she stop for a newspaper picture? Yeah. And like Mary and Ann are famous people and they look exactly the same. <laughs> and you know, pictures were taken during this secret trip and you know, she was although it was Ann's secret trip, so I kind of like, no, that actually I feel like works. Like she took yeah, pictures yeah. as Mary not as Anne. So, like, I'm kind of okay with it. But whatever. Um, and, yeah. Maggie's like, Alright, you caught me. My name's Eden Hope, which is extremely biblical. Yep. And uh, <laughs> now, Wit, Eugene, and Maury will come out. Hey, give them a round of applause, everybody. Yay! Yeah. So, Maury set up the whole mystery. Wit and Eugene helped them out. Maury's whole plan was to cheer them up because they didn't have new cases to solve. Yeah, yeah, and then he makes, uh, gives the, gives the book to yeah, he... Emily as, like, a memento of right. the case, which, oh my gosh, it's probably got a bug in it. I just realized I know. that. I know. Did you think it's... about that while you were listening to it, or during No, I thought about it literally the same time you did. Yeah. You the same thought at the same time, because Odyssey has never had books with bugs in them before. Never, um, certainly. So, so yeah, there's that. That should be fun. Looking forward to that. I but, really hope that's right. not the case, but if it is, I'm not going to be mad because that means that this is going to get interesting. I mean, it, I, I'm going to be happy because it means that we were right about a prediction. Hey. Um, but, like, so so the thing the thing that's explained here is Maury's like, well, I, I couldn't have given you 
I couldn't. I had to steal the book back from you because you would have figured out it was a fake pretty quickly. Yeah, because um, it was just a cover, essentially. Right. Yeah, that. Mm. And then the they wrap up their little thing and are like, yeah, yeah, it was it was fun to solve a mystery again, even if it wasn't a real one. Maybe we should do this again sometime. And then we cut to Maury alone in his room typing. I have yes. to admit, they were good. It was a risk them. A sh- uh, it was a risk them. It was a risk to show them a page from my playbook like that, but it was worth it to see if they could keep up with me. And of course, they couldn't. No one could. I shouldn't have expected that anyone in this town would be that good. Yeah. Uh, he chuckles. It's sinister. Yeah. They could Evil keep Millen. up with him. Yeah. Like, no, they totally did. I mean, they didn't. They didn't figure out it was him, but they would have. Like, they figured out that this was all a fake mystery, and then if they had been given the time to further investigate, they would have figured out the rest. So let's let's talk about this monologue. I mean, obviously, the page from my playbook definitely, at least within the Rydell saga, shows that, like, okay, Mori is the mastermind of this, right? Right. He, everything that's unexplainable that he's tied was being able to manipulate Wit and Eugene? What was the play? The play uh, planting a fake book? No, like, I, I mean, the classic Moriarty thing is to create a problem for the other person to solve. Right, right. I guess I guess the play is that they knew that he made a mystery. Yeah. Which, yeah. up till now, they haven't known that he's yeah. been behind anything. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is incredibly dumb. But I guess love makes you do dumb things, you know. <laughs> M- more, yeah. more... More fuel to my flame for this for this theory. Uh, and then we get Andre Stoika's wit praying, which I love. I would okay. like to say that I feel really good about this. I really oh, like God. how he prays. It's very personal. Um, mm, it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like I didn't catch the dear Lord at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was thinking like, oh, he's journaling. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, he's. He's talking to yeah, he's talking to God, and it's it's good. We don't see that many instances of people praying in Odyssey. It's I don't know. It's this continuation of the weird like supernatural wit thing, where mm-hmm. like he get like like castles and cauldrons. He gets a flash of this like being able to foresee the future and know yeah. that like something is awry here. And I mean that's a thing that does. Ooh, I know sorry. that's. I mean I, I know. That, yeah. But I also can't help but see it as a plot device within the narrative of the show. Oh, yeah. And then that itself feels y- yucky, but, you know. Yeah. But, right. So the the whole thing is just that it's, you know, he's he's suspicious now that, yeah. like, Maury, he doesn't think that Maury was doing this just to make them feel better. Yeah. And, I, I really like the end of it. He says, Lord, if there's something more to this, something I need to do, please make it clear to me. Which yeah. I like because it's not a domineering, like, what do I say, or how do I get to the bottom of this, or whatever. Like, it seems like a very humble, looking at it from a very broad perspective of just, okay, I know that I have these feelings, and I'm worried about them, but God, like, if there's just, just I trust that you'll take care of me, and so this is me listening to you and what you have to say. Yeah. Which is is nice, Fair and I, and I do yeah. like I do like Andre Stoika's voice as well. I know it's not my yeah. favorite, but 
hearing him pray is it's just real nice. It yeah. reminds me a ton of a therapist I used to have. More oh, so than any of the other wit voice. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Shout out to Andrew's former therapist. Um, so, yeah. That is that is it. I, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about the episode? I'm like, I'm, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have a bad time listening to it. I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by like the, yeah, it was a fake mystery thing. And, like, I don't feel like... I don't feel like any characters progressed in this episode, which is mm. my biggest complaint. Like, I'm like... No, the Emily... best part of the episode, the most enjoyable for me, was definitely the um, Matthew-Emily chemistry and, like, yeah. the, the interstitulars. And let us not forget the wonderful, wonderful jazz music right. that fills no, this episode. I, it's Yeah, it's, it's good. I just, like, the last two ones really, like, got the ball rolling in a direction, and this one felt like... Yeah, we're just gonna like give the ball a nudge, mm-hmm. but like you know, nothing really changes much. Well, because it wasn't a real mystery, right? That was the thing where it was like, I, I get it. I mean, it was, and I'm sure, obviously, the whole him giving that, yeah, I'm obviously this plays into the larger Rydell saga a good bit, right. but. Definitely one of the more lackluster episodes. I mean, nothing compared to Parker for President or uh, right. a key suspect. So yeah, that that that's exactly it. Is I still liked it better than Sacrificial Escape. It just felt like, hey, we've had like a lot of like, yeah, there mm-hmm. there are way worse episodes of Odyssey. Don't get me wrong. It's mm. just the last two episodes were so strong that I was like, oh no, this one like kind of stumbled a bit, but like mm-hmm. it also it stumbled forward. Yeah. It's not like a step back, so yeah, not as graceful. But the plot's the plot's still going. Um, what episode are we covering next week? Um, well, I mean, we, this is usually the point where we do plugs. Andrew. Oh, that's right. You're right. Are you are you, what, are you okay with doing plugs? Andrew? I'm I'm very okay with doing plugs. I would like to plug because I haven't done it since we've jumped into this new mini series. Uh, my Letterboxd account. Hey, hey, if you uh, if you like watching movies and want to hear what I have to say about movies, follow me on Letterboxd at DJWeaver29. There you and go. that is, you know, not for everyone, but I, I don't know. It's one of the more enjoyable things that I feel like I do publicly on the internet. So give it a shot. There maybe you you'll go. Find something. Maybe you'll find a movie you love. Maybe you'll avoid one you hate. <laughs> Anaconda. Great movie. Yeah. I see no complaints here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm also on Letterboxd, but I do not have my uh, account name memorized, so and I don't use it as much as Dylan does, so don't don't follow me. It's not worth it. Okay. I will not be putting a link of that in the show notes. <laughs> and that's my plug. It's, a, it's, it's an inverse plug. Okay. All right. Anything Isn't that else just a drain? That's a good joke. Let's go out on that. All right. And we'll be back next time. For episode 853, The Good in People. Ooh. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Secret of the Writer's Ruse was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Log Fan Chalk Pod.